What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horton. This is this is pro wrestling. It's the show celebrating the past, present, future history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest sport of all time. We're talking about professional wrestling. And as always, I am joined by my hetero life mates. This is Will Martin. Hey, Will. Hey, good evening. And this is Dr. Stinson. What's up, guys? Uh, uh, he's yeah, we caught him in during dinner again. Sorry. Lateness played by Stinson this time. And uh, actually, this podcast is sponsored by Will Martin. Because uh, without him, it probably wouldn't be happening. Because he reminded us. And I, I was like, man, I'm just now getting my voice back. I've been seeing all y'all for forever. But now nah, he's baby-facing it today. And he's like, no. The hashtag WrestleFam, the hashtag NWA fam, Mission Pro fans, they need us. They need us out here right now. And so here we are. They're yearning for some gravy. Yeah. They're yearning for a slice of gravy gravy cake. They want some gravy. That's it. So we bring well, it. Listen, we bring I, it. I just a seven-layer gravy be, cake. I just had to be the voice of reason. I had to say, look, you know, we've had a big couple weeks. A lot's going on. I know we don't have uh, specific topics and stuff to cover, but the WrestleFam – the NWA fam, the MPW fam, they come locked and loaded with their own questions, their own opinions. Let's open it up. Let's have a Falls Count Anywhere night, and let's just talk about whatever anyone wants to talk about with professional wrestling, the greatest sport of all time. And what's what's better than a Sunday night hanging out with your best mates talking about pro wrestling? Nothing. That was for you British fans out there. Man, I'll tell Sorry. you what, NWA, if you're, if you're watching it, and I know you are, because we're basically brothers. Y'all, y'all got to stop doing green on the bottom of these bills. Because how am I supposed to live stream like this? It looks like, like <laughs> top half, like I'm in Hannibal or something. Like Hannibal Lecter. Like oh, my oh, my gosh, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, hey, thanks for everybody for being here. Dr. Red, Neil, Ryan, Brian, Front Row, The Nation Show's here, Woodley Goblin. Everybody, it's so good to see you guys. Uh, we I, and I was just playing. I I can't think of a better place to be, as long as my wife's not listening, than to hang out with you guys right now. And uh, so I'm glad we're here. And there's, of course, there's plenty of stuff to talk about. Jason, I see you too there. Thank you, sir. And sometimes I think I overthink it. I think we got to have like some big plan for what we're going to talk about. And uh, really, it's just fun to hang out and just shoot the breeze on a Sunday night. Right, Paladin. Good vibes. That's it. Just hang yeah. out. Good vibes. Watch Rob eat right there. I know that's why you subscribe <laughs> to the channel. See Rob eat his ramen or whatever it is there. Dude, there was this moment. <laughs> Will, I don't I think it was the night after you left. We were sitting we were sitting at this uh so there's like indie wrestlers from TNT at the thing helping put together the ring, take things apart and stuff. They were also joining us in the crowd. Uh they're so anyway, there's these indie wrestlers there. They're hanging out. Rob knows some of them because he's worked with them at like Paul E stuff or something. I don't know. Anyway, there's this one guy there that Rob keeps talking to, and he's called he's calling him uh, Ramy, and uh, he's like Ramy, blah 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 blah, just like all day long. And I think he even did it in the pay per view. It's like, oh, this is Ramy. This is my boy Ramy. No, I know I exactly who you're talking about because because he talked to he was the first guy we t he talked to when we walked into GPB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that guy, he turns around at some point during the tapings and he's like, hey, Rob, uh, I know we've been talking to each other for like three years and I've just never corrected you or anything. But just so you know, my name is actually Rami. 
and uh, and Rob, classic Doctor Rob, he goes, pats him on the shoulder, says, oh, "That's cool, brother." <laughs> Just like that's cool. That's cool like, that your oh, name's cool. wrong. <laughs> yeah. like, I've never seen. I was like, "Wait, did he just give him reassurance? <laughs> that it's okay that he has the wrong name." Yeah. Like I don't know, man. I've never seen anybody do that before. But it popped me. <laughs> like it was on him. Only, <laughs> only, only a doctor could do that and pull yeah. it off. Oh, that's okay, bro. Well, yeah, it's okay. the funny thing is like. It's like at school, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you guys know, everybody here in the fam knows I'm a, I'm a high school administrator. I'm also an ex military officer. I was an infantry officer in the army and we always go by last names. So like typically I would call Will by Martin or I'd call Gary Horn. I'd never call him Gary or I'd never call Will Will. And at school, that's what I do. I call kids either, Hey, what's up high speed? Or I call them by their last name. And so, uh, I don't know. Uh, the name thing, like getting the name right's never been that critical to me. And this is a guy that I really respect. He's a great wrestler. He's very active in the, the Tennessee area, which, in my opinion, alongside Texas and Southern California, Tennessee is the greatest area to be in pro wrestling. And this is a good guy, man. He's really good. But I've always known him as Ramey. And he's never corrected me, so technically it's on him. Now, three years, <laughs> hey, I'm old, okay. man. You ain't going to teach. Yeah, I, I'm not changing. You know, he can change, and I'm not changing. <laughs> yeah, he's better off just going ahead and changing the pronunciation of his name at this point, if it's that important. Right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I we Like Will mentioned earlier, we don't have, like, a specific topic to cover. Uh, we're just here hanging out. We're talking about pro wrestling. We'll talk about the NWA. We'll talk about uh, – Ring of Honor, Impact. Notice I didn't say WWE. We can talk about WWE if you want to, but Brian Rosa in the chat hates it. And really, if you're a huge WWE mark, this is probably not the best show for you, just to be <laughs> honest. We'll, we'll be happy to have you, but right now, I, I know that WrestleMania season is upon us, and I kind of don't care. And I uh, <laughs> and I, I love you guys, and, I, and I'm a happy wrestling I fan. It's just there's there's a lot of wrestling out there. Yeah, I would say that's an unpopular opinion, but it's actually not. I mean, it's especially now with the return of NWA, I think the three of us and our crowd would probably agree that uh, WrestleMania, you know, it's exciting. Like, I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to, you know, concern myself with what's going on. But it did just get knocked down a peg on the list of things that, you know, I'm thinking about. So. Uh, it is what it is. We'll talk, you know, about things that are relevant. But um, yeah, NWA is back, so that's that's what you're going to hear a lot of here. NWA, Mission Pro Wrestling, all the stuff that uh, that we are super into. So let me ask you this, Will, uh, as the as the resident WWE aficionado, you probably know more about WWE <laughs> than either Gary or I. And that's not a bad. I'm not I'm not knocking you at all. I mean, that's you know, if I well, had I was time, just, then I was I, just I, a I was just a WWE fan more recently than the two of you, so right. That's the only yeah, and that's what that's what I'm talking about. But let me ask you this: what what would you say? What would you say would be the, in your opinion, was the greatest WrestleMania? And there's a reason I'm going this way. And this this isn't a quiz or anything, but in your opinion, no. Well, so the greatest WrestleMania. That's a huge question. Obviously, it would be one of the first few ones. If you're looking at full history, if you're talking about the times that I watched live as a fan, my favorite was WrestleMania 31. 
And that's when uh, Sting returned. And that's when Seth Rollins cashed in the money in the bank and swerved Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. That was the best one that I experienced live as a fan. All those other ones, obviously, I watched as a kid years and years later. A lot of people, and I see in the comments, a lot of people pick 17. A lot of people pick, you know, WrestleMania 3. Um, 17 a lot of people pick. Sure. Why, why would you say that? Just out of curiosity. And that's, there's no wrong answer. I'm just curious. Uh, honestly, just because I remember that being the, the feeling that I had watching it. It was like the, one of the ones that I feel like had like the greatest, like most exciting matches that I remember happening. Yeah, Stone Cold versus The Rock, the world title match. I remember Jericho and Regal fought each other in an intercontinental match. Uh, it was the TLC match with the Hardys, the Dudleys, Edge and Christian. That was a big one. Undertaker versus Triple H the first time they met up and they had that false count. Or I don't know if it was false count anywhere, but it was like no holds barred match. And that match was awesome. And uh, it was just, it had just a lot of good stuff in it. I just remember, oh, and uh, Angle and Benoit fought at that. And that was just a badass wrestling match. I just, I just remember really liking a lot of that card. I, I think most people that I talked to would say, say that wrestlemania 3 is the greatest uh, it had the greatest main event that was obviously you know uh hogan and andre and um but wrestlemania 4 is important because it's the sort of the postscript of that it's you know you had the the title debacle with andre handed the belt off to DiBiase, and that gets resolved in wrestlemania 4 with uh randy savage and ted DiBiase. i believe was in the main event uh i could be wrong what was the tournament the, right? the reason i bring this up it was a tournament. Yeah, it was a tournament. Well, the NWA took note of WrestleMania three. They took note of it, and they they were gearing up for this for like a year, and then they were ready for WrestleMania four, which happened to be yesterday, nineteen eighty eight, March twenty seven, nineteen eighty eight, and the NWA was ready. Crockett Promotions aired for the first time ever, Clash of the Champions, head to head against WrestleMania. You had. Hogan versus Andre in a semifinal or a quarterfinal match. And then the main event was raising Ted DiBiase. Great, great WrestleMania. You're right, Will. Those first four or five WrestleManias, maybe up to six, were phenomenal. They were comparable to anything that anybody was doing. But Clash of the Champions aired yesterday on the year 1988 because of WrestleMania. So, they're, they're, you know, it's not superfluous to talk about or to discuss it because it's relevant to what we care about. You like how I did that? I like how you did that. I like it sounded how you good. Did that. Well, the news is out, Rob. Uh, Brian Rosa in the chat saying ticket sales went up today when they found out Gary was going to be at Mission Pro Wrestling locked and loaded. But then when they found out Rob was coming, everyone's asking for refunds. <laughs> well, then they so, found out that like Rob it's all hinging would be, on me. It's all hinging on Will, man. And yeah, how much they seclude me to the to, to the shed. Yeah, that's the only thing. I, I don't want to shed. I'm trying well, to get you're close. not allowed in the shed, man. It's only me and Ryan Romano that's allowed in the shed. Well, that's because Ryan <laughs> Romano, because there's a bar there. They know Ryan Romano can't sit near the bar. Legally. <laughs> he runs a water hose out to us, man. That's the closest we get to a <laughs> bar out there. <laughs> By the way, Rob sent me the text to go ahead and make sure to get my tickets today, and I did, even though I only officially got my wife to about – 98.9% sure that we were going. So <laughs> we're we're going now. I just bought the tickets. So how do you measure that? 
just years Where's and the years. Where's the other 1.2% come from? Well, what is that? What What's factoring into that? Just if I piss her off between now and, you know, she when she gives her final answer, you know, probably that. So it's a, it's a I don't even agreement. know what all matches are happening for sure. It's Mission Pro Wrestling locked and loaded on May the 1st. I know David, uh, David LaGreca is getting that tail whipped. I know that. But about other than that, that's that's all we know. Yeah, thanks all for right, your cover. Uh, he stumbled into an episode of Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. 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 He knows what's going on. This guy knows what's going on. I know Bruce Coker. We got we we got a long hard road together, by the way. <laughs> it, it was Bruce Coker, incidentally. It's Bruce Coker that uh is the gentleman that uh Nick Aldis calls the old geezer anytime we're we're at the Capitol. <laughs> You seen that before? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The old, Security the old officer, guy, resource officer, resource officer. Yeah, that's my, that's my man, man, Bruce Coker. I can't do without him. This is the first time I think he's ever watched our show. So, finally, thank you. Nice. But that wasn't Welcome. what I was trying to put. I was trying to put this up. Second best year at wrestling after nineteen eighty six. Is that is that what it is? Boom. After nineteen eighty six, you got it. Okay, nineteen eighty six, best year in wrestling. I was gonna say 2001. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like 2016. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, it's it's the definitely 2020 the- <laughs> is the best year in professional oh, wrestling. Yeah, 2020 was top notch, man. <laughs> this is the one. Um, anyway, well, it might be 2021 since the NWA is back and we get to see. Uh, Nick Aldis and Thunder Rosa and Camille and Tom Latimer and Trevor Murdoch, everybody all in the ring again. We had a blast at, uh back for the attack. And Pope, yeah, how can I miss the Pope? Pope's going to be – keep your eyes out. Pope's going to be the one that, that catches on this year. Like Pope is, Pope is ready. I mean, not that a lot of those folks aren't headed for bigger or big things, but Pope, I just feel like Pope's firing up. He's getting ready to. He's he's trying to go on a run, like a just a superstar epic proportion run. That's what the Pope's trying to do. All right. Well, Rob, uh, you yeah. didn't bring this up yet, but I did make this. It says, uh, "Happy birthday to these men." It's their birthday. Oh, today. it's up. We're talking about it's up. Oh, did you get your TikTok up? It's on. Check check the check the Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You're missing you a couple too, man. There, okay. Yeah, well, dude. I just. Throw it together. I, I wanted to get Mr. Oh, Perfect man. in there. Kurt Hennig had to get him and Maga and the Warlord. But who else did I miss, Rob? Hold on, let me pull my uh, notes up here. There's like four. There's four or five today. You got uh, Rory McAllister. Um, I think he's today. And then you got oh uh, uh, Mustafa Ali is today as well. And the Warlord. Oh yeah, you got Warlord. Warlord's on there. Yeah, I yeah. Got Rory McAllister. And Mustafa Ali also today. Oh, I didn't even know it was Mustafa Ali's birthday too. Okay, well, happy birthday to all of you. Good to good to send our well wishes out there. Some of them, some of them, unfortunately, aren't with us anymore. But uh, it's just uh, nice to remember. I can't get rid of it. There it goes. All right, welcome back. I'll say I'll say this, and we haven't even really talked about this, but. You know, we we launched our history podcast, and obviously it's been a, a, a crazy couple of weeks. But we're going to get that back on track uh, now that NWA is back going. And 
one of the names, because we've talked about doing deep dives, and I'd love to hear from people in the chat who they would love. I mean, obviously, we'll do deep dives into Harley Race, Ric Flair, people like that. But Kurt Henning is one of those on the list that I would love to do an episode about, mm. just to dive into his life, the, the his accomplishments, um, you know, because he's one of those, you know, I think everyone agrees at this point, kind of underappreciated uh, even though fans like us understand his contribution uh, to the sport of pro wrestling and how how top notch he was, um, but that's definitely one I'd I'd love to put on the list for us to dive into one day. John Blaine from the Nation Show also celebrating a, a birthday. Happy birthday, John, over at the Nation Show. That's right. That that's right, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Gosh, man, I got to update our TikTok to include his. Send me a pic, man. Send me a pic so I can update our TikTok. I'd like to get him on there, man. Hey, but Brian Rosa did ask that cool question. John Lane, 25 years old today. 25 years old. Rob's got a weird thing where he's talking and his mouth wasn't moving. It was like freaking me out, man. Yeah. Um, That's (laughs) ventriloquism, man. Oh, okay. I got you. Hidden talent. Rosa asking an awesome question in the chat. Who's going to be the breakout star of the NWA this year? We'd love to know what you think in the chat right now. Who do you think the breakout star of the NWA is this year? Uh, like, Ooh. one guy we saw that, that you know, I don't think he was on episode 22 or the pay-per-view. We haven't seen him yet. That's going to be in there, but got to keep your eye out for, I would say, is Mims. Mims yep, was looking that was pretty. my answer. Yeah, Mims. Big, strong boy. He's a... Uh, He's a tough dude, man. I, I'm I'm feeling Mims. Hopefully, we uh we get some more out of him this season. I think we will, and uh, so I'd keep an eye out well, for him. And, but and and we always get into a debate over what breakout star means, you know? Right, right. Because it could be somebody that was that was previously established, and maybe they reemerge in NWA. It could be somebody who, you know, it, it won't necessarily, you know, they're not going to be the champion, but it could be, you know them kind of becoming a lot more of a household name. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think there's going to be multiple names in the NWA, but Mims was the first one that came to my mind. Who I think, uh, I think again, to your point, what do you mean by breakout star? Because, you know, Chris Adonis has already been a star, but that Joker looked like a million bucks. And then you yeah. got genocide, genocide, yep. who, I'm just saying, you know, this is there a woman who g- give her a little time, give her a little time, give her a little uh, ring experience. She's as, a, as much a beast as Camille is. And she's, you know, she, she studies under Thunder Rosa. So that technical aspect is there. I mean, this is someone who's going to has the potential. Now I've not heard her talk, uh, but this is someone who could be a, uh, uh, who could be a, a a five-star athlete, man, a five-two athlete. If we can get, you know, the, the promo skills down and all that, I think genocide has the makings to be a huge star. Looks great, you know, man, just imposing, intimidating. Rob, we had a chance to sit out and talk to her for a few minutes too. And uh, she just, you know, she she's former, like she was doing like bodybuilding competitions, that sort of thing. But uh, she was talking to us about how she's just recently just, gone all in on, on professional wrestling. She switched out of the uh, mode of 
uh, body stuff just because it uh, was slowing her down a little bit. So now she's like focused in on more. Uh, she was talking about Brazilian Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. She's like doing uh, that kind of competition, getting more uh, stamina, that sort of thing. So she's retrained herself. So if she gets any better, I mean, she's just more and more dangerous as she's going here. I mean, there's a ton of talent, man, that we're just – I mean, you never know. I mean, you got, you know, guys like Jordan Clearwater who look fantastic, already look great against Nick Aldis on on uh, NWA Shockwave. You've got some uh, – there are other women from Mission Pro that you're going to see appear in – the NWA that looked fantastic and the sky's the limit for him. Um, you know, and then of course you Tyrus looked like a beast. I mean, he was huge, just a you know, I mean, he 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 uh Pero, you know, we we all those names coming through. Any one of those, many of them, like you were saying, Will, many of them are established already. So when I think like breakout, like who's gonna be the one that this is this is when they're made, for me it's genocide. Well, and I think you've also got to throw throw Camille in the mix there too. I mean, she was a, a staple for all of you know 2019 and 2020. Um, what what happened in 2020? But she only wrestled one match in the NWA before the hiatus, and now she's back and she's the number one contender for the Burke. And you know, presumably, if she wins that from Serena Deeb eventually, I think you'd be hard pressed not to classify that as as a breakout moment for her you know to to win the gold and um establish herself all right well if we're gonna play this game let's not forget about the pink dream alex gracia over there she's killing it she's been all over mm-hmm. the place in mission pro wrestling dominating uh just running through the independent scene she's been on AEW. you've seen her multiple times and now she's over in the nwa she had a rough go of it in episode 22 but I mean, when you draw Camille's name, that's a that's just not the name you want to draw right off the bat. So you know, but she'll be back, and uh, I, yeah. I, I like Alex Gracia. I think I see a lot in Alex Gracia. I think there's there's a good chance. Yeah, well, I think her and Jordan Clearwater both uh, had just had unfortunate uh, <laughs> draws in episode twenty two, but both of those are are poised to be uh, breakout stars. I'm not sure what's happening here. Um, okay. We're just gonna go ahead and delete that comment, Chunman. I'm not sure you that's never know who's gonna show related. up on Facebook. <laughs> we appreciate the uh, the uh, info for those yes, uh, listening later. We got a uh, huge paragraph just in the middle of the chat, just about us. Uh, some I don't even know what it's about, but well, they heard there's uh, a doctor in here, so they were throwing out some medical uh, information. Apparently, yeah. And, uh, Listen to yeah. Woodland Goblin out here tossing out opinions. Gracia won't do anything if she winds up feuding with Camille. You just hang on, Woodland Goblin. There's a there's a good mm. chance you don't know. She's she's a tiny bit Gracia, man. Yeah, she. It's like here recently, the last four or five months. Every time I see an independent wrestling playbill, I see Alex Gracia on it. She's hustling now. This girl's only been in the business for what, like four, three years, four years, something like that. Yeah, Relatively new. She is hustling like Thunder Rosa hustles. She is hungry. And uh, I feel like at any point she will be, she'll break out. She could be a breakout star too. We, we got to spend some time with her. She looked great. I mean, anybody who draws Camille, it's up for a, a hard night, man, but she, she's, she's talented and she's got ability and she's going to, 
Yeah, she's going to, uh, when the green wears off, she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. No doubt about it. Well, yeah. and we keep mentioning the Camille match, but like she brought it. It was not a squash match by any stretch of the imagination. So, I mean, she hung with Camille, who's the number one contender right now for the Burke. So, I mean, that's not for nothing. You know what I mean? It's not like she came out and, and got pinned within, you know, a minute and a half. I mean, that was a, it was a good match. I mean, she brought it. So, you guys are right. I think, you know, with a, a little bit uh, more exposure, a little bit more ring time in an NWA ring, I mean, sky's the limit for her. Well, let's take just a quick second, if I could. By the way, if you're hustling and you want to be on – wait, Rob, why, why are you going to get looks? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to cut into this here and you give me like – Let dirty the man do his job. Yeah, Rob, you look – Rob's over there yawning. He's looking like loosened up over there. But if you're ready, if you're ready like I am and starting this week, you're getting back into the exercise movement, you want to try to get yourself going again, you got to hit up our boys over at Legacy Supplements. Or it's I'm sorry, Legacy Sports Nutrition. The website is LegacySupps.com. You can go over there. They got everything that's going to help you out. You got uh, the hyper-performance pre-workout, which is what Rob needs right now. So he can get himself in gear. <laughs> can you, you got, take that with rum? I don't, I don't know if you should mix high performance with rum, but you can try it. It's a, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Rob's willing to give it a shot. And uh, yeah, so anyway, nice. and if you're, maybe, maybe just Rob's lethargic appearance right now on the screen is just how you're feeling all the time. Uh, <laughs> We're going to give him a complex. What? <laughs> then uh maybe you should check, check you should check out test x9 it's a natural testosterone booster they offer that it's out of stock right now but it'll be back here in the next few days x lead five is an advanced fat loss formula they've got going on there lots of stuff to help you out and it's run by the real world's champion nick aldis so everything there is legit and you know, you know that it is because the champ is endorsing it. And he's been generous enough for all of the hashtag NWA fam to give you the opportunity that if you'd like to try any of it, if you use the code NWA fam at checkout, you get 10% off your entire order. So check them out. That's legacysups.com. Man, my skin glistening. What are you talking about? I didn't say nothing about your skin, Rob. Yeah, you said I look my jump look. Whatever. All right, whatever. Anyway, so let's move on to something else. What else you guys want to talk about? How about this? Let's do, we're talking about the champ. Let's do this. Um, over this past week, I thought an interesting uh, thing that happened was Matt Cardona was on adfreeshows.com over on their Top Guys podcast. Sorry, my throat's still scratchy. I'm recovering. Anyway, he said during an interview... Uh, Paul uh, asked him if he would be interested in uh, making a run in the NWA, and he jumped right in saying he would love to take on Nick Aldis for the uh, 10 pounds of gold. And so that got out. That got leaked around. And Nick Aldis did respond after we retweeted it here, asking what people thought about this. <laughs> Nick Aldis saying, a lot of guys want title shots. You got to prove yourself on NWA power to do that. TV title and national title are the paths to the world title shot. Rob, I know you got thoughts mm -hmm. on that. What do you think about that challenge from Matt Cardona and Aldis's response? <laughs> really? Like, 
You don't just get to wake up one day and decide now you're a contender. I don't care what what you, you look. I'm gonna tell you right now, Retromania. <laughs> Can we say something about Retromania real quick? I am. Retromania is hard, man. That junk is hard, and maybe it's just because I'm used to the Atari 2600 Pitfall and uh, <laughs> Pong and all that with one joystick and one button. This choker, it's got button combinations and stuff. I'm like O oh, and 40 now. Nick Aldis hadn't lost a match until I, <laughs> until I <laughs> was Nick Aldis against Nikita Koloff. And then I got, I'm sorry, champ. I, I shouldn't have done it. But anyway, all joking aside, Matt Cardona is worthy. He's a worthy contender, but you don't get just to wake up one day and decide to be a contender. He, uh, he's got to uh, prove himself in the, in the best arena, which is the GPB studio against the best competition. And then after maybe he gets a crack at that, uh, uh, that TV championship or earns that national championship, then we'll talk. But until then, you know, uh, Nick, this isn't Burger King. Nick isn't taking uh, Grubhub orders. Okay. It's you earn a championship shot and then you'll get it. Oh, trust me. He'll give it to you if you earn it. But it's like I said, this isn't, this isn't NWA Grubhub. Speaking of which, if you use code NWA fam, you get 10% off. No delivery fees. No, you don't really. And uh no, anyway. Well, how do you feel? No, you do I, it's does it feel good that Aldous is like standing behind his his boys in a way, even though he might talk some smack. He's also like uh in a sense they're taking up for guys like Trevor Murdoch and the Pope, it seems like. Well, yeah, I mean, NWA is back. There's a pecking order. Things were a little different over the past year where, you know, some guys were issuing challenges and NWA power wasn't running. There wasn't really an active, um, you know, weekly show for NWA and, and regular pay-per-views. So, you know, Nick was taking on guys that he felt fit the criteria. Um, and, you know, if Matt Cardona had issued a challenge four months ago, it might be a different story, but right now the NWA is back and they're running and there is a pecking order and guys like Pope and Trevor Murdoch have earned their spots in that pecking order. Uh, so I, I stand behind the champs assessment as much as I would love to see <laughs> this weekend, Matt Cardona versus Nick Aldis. I think we might get there, but I think he's right. He's got to earn his spot. And, uh, you know, I feel like the way the NWA is run, the doors always open, I'm sure. Um, but he's going to have to come in and, and, prove himself in that ring um not you know rely on his his uh performance in in other rings in the past so well said rob i see you see in the chat there uh go ahead what were you gonna say i, I was gonna say uh you're 100 correct will uh, but i will say this about matt cardona the first step the first step is to do what you're doing. Get out there and talk about it. Get out there and throw your name in the hat. Build some interest from the NWA. Build, you know, you leverage social media. Get out there and talk about it. Challenge, you know, call them out and then make it make it to where, you know, the, the challenge is unavoidable. So I like him throwing down the gauntlet, but I think what uh, all this said in response is entirely appropriate and true. You want a shot at this? The greatest prize in the world, you got to go through these guys first. But I don't blame Matt Cardona for what he does, and he needs to do more of it. All right, so with the goblin going off in the chat, he's stirring up trouble in there again. He's talking about uh, 
Let's see. He said he doesn't get it. Why does Camille think she needs two spears now? One was more convincing. They says, look, I love Camille, but she always gets a pass. I'm just pointing out all of a sudden two spears when it took one spear to take out Tim Storm and two spears to take Gracia out. What's up with that? Well, um, first of all, it wasn't like a match where she took Storm out. I mean, he was surrounded by Strictly Business and one Storm, I think, caught off guard beaten already on, kind of on long, by strictly business already beaten yeah. on. Yeah. He was softened up, but I mean, Tim storm, you're, you're right. Will and Goblin, Tim storm will tell you that one spear was, was all he needed, but in, you know, all things being equal in a, in a square circle against athletes of, of comparable ability and training, you know, sometimes one spear is not going to be adequate. Um, uh, I think, um, was it in the pay-per-view against Thunder Rosa? Didn't it take two spears? For it took her? two spears yeah. there. So, as so it, sometimes, as it you know, it, yeah, I mean, and I, I, that really surprised me because, and, and again, no the, shade on Camille. Camille. I took the Alex Gracia spear as, uh, it looked like she was sizing her up just for the heck of it. She did a second one. Like she, she yeah. took her down with yeah. one and then she just went over and waited it that's, did another that's how one. I it took it. Toying. That's how I took it. And and even commentary commented on, you know, why why didn't she cover her? She could have covered her after the first one. I think she was just rubbing it in at that point that she was dominant. She's been so, a little sadistic. I don't think Yeah, I don't think it was necessary. I think it's a heel tactic that uh, you know, Camille is she's wanting to give you that visual twice and to make sure that, you know, you know that she can spear you as many times as she wants to. Um so you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's something we'll keep seeing, and I don't know that it's anything we need to read into too much. Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, not really a heel tactic though. More of like, hey, I'm polishing my craft. You know, I, I want to get another one in. I want, you know, I want, I want, I want game time. You know what I'm saying? Y'all always trying yeah. to ascribe the worst motives to people like Camille and Tom Latimer and all of this, man. I'm not going to stand for it. Rob's the kind of man that's gonna be like day day one. He's gonna be buying tickets to, to whatever night Logan Paul is gonna be at WrestleMania. That's that's the kind of man Rob is. <laughs> Huge Logan that's Paul good, fan. Man. Yeah, that, I just uh, I noticed Logan Paul is gonna be there. So yeah, just that that sold it for Rob Stinson. What night is that, Rob? Do you remember? I'm in. Uh, I have to go look it up, man. Yeah. All right. Well, probably night one, night two, whichever night Bad Bunny's not on there, because I bet they'll be on like opposite nights. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bad chat. Bunny, what else man. is on your mind? We're <laughs> we're open for conversation. Before we uh, move on to the next topic, though, we'll also tell you about our friends at Collar and Elbow. You've seen their shirts, the Shad Gaspard shirt. Well, all the proceeds go to the family of Shad Gaspard. Collared Elbow is now a proud sponsor, hopefully proud, uh, sponsor of this show. And uh, if you go over to their site, collaredelbowbrand.com, you can buy anything over there, anything at all. And you can use the code GRAVY and you get 10% off of anything. So check out Collared Elbow if you haven't already. They got cool stuff. You know, Al Snow, what does everybody want? T-shirts from Collared Elbow. That sounds like it would be on an ad read. But it wasn't. I just made that up. 
Wow. That was good, man. <laughs> Next level, man. Hey, that thanks, buddy. <laughs> so, hey, we did have a question in the chat earlier from our friends at the Nation Show asking our impressions of Mike Perra. We talked a little bit about this on uh, Wednesday night when we did our power recap. Um, I could do one. Know, worthwhile to, to have the discussion here again tonight. So, uh, All right. fellas, you know. Here you go, impression. Nation Show. Nation Show, here's my impression of Here's Mike your impression. Perra. The big angry man. Oh, that's it. There, there it is. is. That was Mike Perro. No, with uh, all due Great respect impression. to Mike Perro, he is a very big, angry-looking man in the ring. And uh, no, I like Mike Perro a lot. And uh, I have liked him all the way back to when I first saw him back on NWA seventy, and always wondered where he's at. And uh, I think he was wondering why he hasn't been back up until now. You're going to get a chance to hear him speak a little bit about his goals and uh, his mission. And so. Uh, Mike Perro is Mike Perro is back and he is angry and I, I I look forward to seeing what he does here at NWA. He's a he's a bad looking dude. I think that Perro's presence heralds uh, uh, along with a few others heralds a new a new climate in the NWA. I remember uh, before Will and I came on this show when it was uh, Gary and uh, Adam Rotella. Oftentimes the conversation would would hover around, you know, who are the big men in the NWA? And you always, you know, you had Aldis. We don't often think of Aldis as a big man, even though he is a very big man. You know, he's so kind of polished and clean and and technical. But then you had Tom Latimer. Those were your big men. Maybe Josephus and and Tim Storm. Those were your big men. Now, guys, we got big men in the NWA. I mean, you got uh, Pero. You got. Tyrus, you got Tom Latimer, you got Nick Aldis, you got uh, Trevor Murdoch, you got a lot of big dudes, guys. I'm not even thinking Jack about right Stane. now. Not even at liberty to say. Jack Dane. I mean, you got a lot of big dudes right now. So I think Perro, if anything, and and I am very impressed by him. But if anything, I think he is part of a new climate in the NWA that that we really haven't seen uh, in the previous iterations of Power. We this is a big men's promotion now and uh, i'm really excited to see where this goes because you got big guys that have a lot of technical ability too in there so it's 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 pretty cool yeah, yeah kratos. Kratos, i see kratos being uh, mentioned yeah yeah and i mean it's i agree with you man that that was kind of my response is that i think it's a layer that the nwa needed and they have obviously actively gone out and um you know made sure that when you think of the NWA, you think of all all styles and sizes of competitors. And I feel like now there's definitely a, a thriving, you know, big dude, you know, segment of the NWA, which can lead to a lot of really, really cool feuds, storylines, things that uh, would really be, you know, appealing to uh, to our fan base. Yeah, I think they've got a deep differentiate themselves a little bit and uh that's what this just feels like part of it is that what makes the nwa look different it's gonna be uh you know, crimson getting mentioned there and marche rocket marche rocket's not a not a little man either he's a, a very large fella um so yeah they're yeah it's it's interesting i uh I think that they had to do something different. You could go like cruiserweight style or you could go like, 
technical wrestling, but it feels like somebody's like tried to lock in those things or you could have that mix. But if you want to set yourself apart somehow, one way that the NWA is going to be able to do that is that these, these boys in the NWA can uh, step on a lot of other rosters. Like they're just walk right over them. Yeah. And I mean, I think when you're talking about big guys, you know, WWE does historically like the bigger guys, but it seems like they're always very one dimensional in their character development and their in-ring style. And I think NWA has the ability now with who they have to really paint a different picture of, you know, the big guys in professional wrestling. It's not all just monsters with raspy voices and, no personality. These guys have have stories. They've got clout. They've got you know really good in ring ability, um, and so it it really is a different dimension when you're talking about big guys in, in professional wrestling. Like Brendan pointing out here, size works even better in the studio setting. The impact sounds of the ring echo in there. That's true, Brendan. And it, just even yeah. being there this last time, I mean, people hitting that floor. Man, it's like a thud. There is no padding on that floor or anything. You can hear the stomping and the, it just, if a body goes out of the ring onto the floor, it sounds terrible for that person. Rob, you looked like you had something to say. That's why I paused. Oh, no, 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 no. You're right. Yeah, you can hear the thuds when they hit the thing. You, you hear the ricochet on the ring. Uh, the, the studio sound is like, you, it's completely unique. Uh, one of the things that really makes uh, the NWA unique is is the 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 studio dynamic and just the percussion and and you know the way it sounds echo. But big men, it really resonates, you know, and that's just part of the again part of the overall climate and everything. So, no, I do see uh, Jason saying he's excited for Tuesday already. So are we, buddy. And uh, now Damien does have a concern here. He's talking about people on the mic. Uh, you know, we're talking about these big men. We've talked about the uh, women that are coming in, just some great talent there. Like, what about though on the microphone? Are we feeling like there's, you know, they we are coming off. I mean, he's he's well put here saying there, you know, you had Eli Drake there at one point and James Storm, Eddie Kingston, Ricky Starks. He even mentions Zicky Dice here. How are you feeling about, mic work and who do you think is going to step up or are there people to step up there? Uh, I guess I'll throw uh, to you, Will. Let's go to you first. Yeah. So uh, yeah, totally valid concern. I mean, the names that you listed there are second to none and were really pivotal in uh, establishing themselves in the NWA as uh, great promos, great guys on the mic. Um, but I'll say what I've been saying for the last year, and that is who knows who's out there that we don't know. I mean, when power first started, you know, except for a couple of names on that list, you probably didn't know those guys were great on the mic. Um, so, you know, as we've said all along, NWA and NWA power has the potential to help create a platform for these stars to create themselves and then recreate themselves. So, you know, just because we don't have those names on, on our mind right now, after the first return episode of power, that, that doesn't mean they're not going to be there. So my answer to that would be just wait, let's just wait. Let's give them a few episodes. Let's see, because it took a few episodes of power for me 
to really realize that Ricky Starks was that guy. And it took a few episodes of power for me um, because I didn't have any back history of Eddie Kingston to reference to really understand the power that he had. So, you know, let's just wait. Let's let's see what they have to offer and let's let's give them a chance. If you'd have asked me um, back last January before the pandemic shut everything down, who the best talkers were in the NWA, I'd have put uh, – certainly I would have said that guys like Eli Drake and James Storm and Ricky Starks and Zeke Dice were charismatic and were good. They're they're multi-tool athletes, and you know one of the tools that uh, that you really have to that that gets overlooked a lot of times. Well, I don't want to say it gets overlooked because that's what really captures our captures the emotion and the attention is that that mic ability. But if you'd have asked me who the top four mic personalities were, I wouldn't have said Eli Drake or James Storm or even Ricky Starks or Zeke Dice. I would have said Eddie Kingston. I would have said Nick Aldis. I would have said the Pope, and I would have said Thunder Rosa. Well, you know, I may be biased, but three of those four, last I checked, are still on the roster. And then you got guys like Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch can get you in tears, man. When he won the the national championship, I was an, I'm an Aaron Stevens guy. I was trembling by by his words. You know, I think that uh, in the last six months, the Pope has given the best speech of anybody, a speech that's comparable to the stuff that Dusty Rhodes was putting out. Uh, and then you got guys that we've not even given a chance to listen to yet, like a Jordan Clearwater, who's a, a, a charismatic guy, who's who's honing his craft, guys that we're not even taking note of yet. The talent's there, and I get it, man. All those, all those names you mentioned, those are talents. They are talents, but the NWA is the place, it's the proving ground. It's where talents come, and like a, uh, like, uh, Gary says when they're ready to fly away, they fly away. You know, they fly away and they go take root somewhere else. You're going to have plenty of talent. We've got plenty of talent. You've got some of the best talkers. Three of the four best talkers from a year ago are still on the roster. You got a lot of good talking coming from Thunder Rose, from Nick Aldis, and from the Pope. And uh, and then not to mention guys again, like I said, uh, Thunder Rosa or uh, uh, you know Aaron Stevens. What about Aaron Stevens and his ability to talk? Who was not moved by Aaron Stevens in this last uh, uh, week or so? I mean, you, the talent's there, guys. The mic skills are there. Just because people went off like they do in every promotion doesn't mean that, you know, the well's running dry. The well is very is very deep. There's lots of good talent out there that are in-ring talents and charismatic speakers. So we got stuff, man. We got a lot of stuff going on. It's easy to sit there and know like Ricky Starks was good. Like I, I loved Ricky Starks from the beginning too, but I'll tell you what, uh, and, and and this is to Damien a little bit because I saw he said it took one episode to know Ricky Starks was a star. We know from our discourse with other fans, that wasn't the case. Not for everybody. I mean, people still doubted Ricky Starks. A lot of people still yeah. doubted Ricky Starks. No, it took that, him a little time. I, it took it took a couple episodes for me too. I remember watching that first episode because it was in within the last year when I first started, you know, binging power from the beginning. And I remember seeing him for the first time. And it did take a couple of of you know times on the mic before I really realized, like, okay, this guy's got something special. Now, maybe that's an indictment on me, but I think it's also just has to do with 
what your normal style and your preference is. But obviously, eventually, especially by the time he won the title and he cut that promo backstage for the TV title, that was when it just clicked for me. I was like, this guy's this guy's definitely special. But I, yeah, for me, it wasn't that very first promo either. Another thing I would say, too, is like, I mean, I know, like, you know, he, he's <laughs> supposed to say like Pope. Uh, and some people I think doubt, like, is Pope going to be able to step up at Willie or Waldy, whatever. I think the thing is too, a lot of times when it, <clears throat> when that spot opens, somebody steps in and I think you're going to see guys like Pope step into that position. Pope was brought in relatively late into the game, uh, in the last portion of NWA. So we haven't had a chance to let Pope bloom, you know, <laughs> like he hasn't had a chance and he's getting it now as the TV champion, you're going to see him more and more. I mean, he has to be there. He's the champ. So, but uh, I think, you know, you got to give him a minute to let you show him or let him show you what he can do. Gosh, you're so right, man. Remember before the shutdown, what was Pope doing? Pope was essentially managing a tandem to assail Eddie Kingston. He wasn't even, I mean, he was starting to get in there and work a little bit, but he was more, he was more of an annoyance, you know, and then, you know, when, when the need was there to cut someone to come in and step in that call resonated in the Pope's heart about tradition and, and uh, the legacy and what the NWA represented and Pope came in has delivered more than delivered Pope Pope might be again, going to what we were saying earlier about what do you mean by breakout star, but Pope might be the breakout star. This guy is just dripping. He's someone that I cannot dislike. I cannot dislike him. I mean, he, I, I can remember the words, man, when he, when, when he was out there feuding with Aaron Stevens for the national, uh, excuse me, for the TV chat. Yes, for the, uh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. with, <laughs> I'm getting my, my titles mixed up here. It was uh, it was the Pope and he who was it that he wrestled in? Uh, uh, it was uh, Ziggy Dice. I'm sorry, yeah, Ziggy. He gives that speech and he says, "I'll never forget it." He says, "I cannot, shall not, will not be moved." And like we all looked at each other when when he gave that uh, speech, we were like, "Gosh, man, this is important." Like these words, this this should be on a poster or on a T-shirt. And the Pope is the is the case in point of the man who stepped into the role and rose to the occasion. Same thing that the same thing could be said for a lot of people. Like, I mean, Pope is obviously one of those guys we're going to see step up. I think he stepped into it. I think you could already see the hits that he stepped into that position, but you don't know who else is going to step up. And also I think Mike work, you know, a lot of people want to attribute that to always just like, making the most clever speech, uh, the, you know, the fanciest rhetoric that they could bring out. But I don't think it's always that too. Like how Mike work is a lot about how much better does it make you seem like when you're out there, how much does it amp up the people at home to make them want to see this match? You know, obviously you've got your style, like a Nick Aldis who just carries himself with such weight and dignity, but it's almost pompous to some people, and some people get a little irritated with him. It rubs some people wrong. Uh, but then there's Tom Latimer, who's out there, and that guy, it's not that he can't talk on the mic. He's just not soft-spoken, and he doesn't have fancy words. He's just very straightforward and angry. 
And he just tells you how bad he wants to destroy you. And that's what he does. That's Tom Latimer's thing. It's like a Trevor Murdoch. He's not fancy words and strong speeches. He's just a man who speaks right from his heart, just directly speaks for the people. He's a person of the people. He's not Nick Aldis. He's not, you know, fancy suit and ties. There's different versions of Mike work to me. And so I think the, the NWA right now has a lot of those different versions going for it. Yeah. And that's a great point because it's also, you know, if you're talking about your preferences in terms of like the style and you're going to say, who's going to replace the style of Eddie Kingston and Ricky Starks? Well, probably nobody because those guys carved out their own style and they're blazing their own trail. And now they're doing that elsewhere, but we're going to have guys come in, create their own style. And to Gary's point, it's not always going to be poetry and you know fancy metaphors and stuff like that it's going to be at the end of the day a guy that can pick up a mic and that make you buy in another level to whatever feud he's in whatever story he's a part of whatever title he's going after and that's not always going to look the same for every every single athlete you know what i mean yeah when i when i think of uh, tom latimer and his speaking ability. I mean, no one ever looks at Scott Steiner and says, man, this is a great order, but he's intense and he's scary. And that's who reminds me of Tom Latimer, Scott Steiner. This guy, like when he says it, I'm not questioning. I'm just going to nod my head and just ease on out of the, uh, of his viewpoint. Cause I don't want to be a part of any of his wrath, but this joker brings intensity. And I think that the fact that he makes my kids afraid means to me that he controls the mic. Yeah, that's it, man. And, uh, and Rob, I mean, I don't, I don't think we want to drop too many spoilers, but you know, I had to drop Trevor Murdoch's name in there. Cause I know at some point we're going to hear Trevor speak a little bit and he's done it already on the show. But, uh, I, I saw, I'll just say this as a little tease. I saw, I saw Doc Stenson get a tear in his eye from a Trevor Murdoch promo. Like he was, he was, he was just like, he just turned around and was like, man, I got goosebumps. I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> just, Rob got, Rob got turned by a Trevor Murdoch promo that happens this season on power. So just, just hang on. Cause he's going to bring it too. There's, there is going to be mic work in this season. I'm going to tell you, man, you're, you're going to hear some of the, the greatest moments of oratory that you've heard in the next three months. Just, I'm going to leave it at that. You're going to hear some more. For those of you who want talkers, you're going to get them. They're coming. Promise you. Just come come back. Come back in June and tell me we weren't right, we weren't right about it. All right. So Brian Rosa jumped into the chat there for a minute. He's like, keeps us going. Since we're all the NWA traded, you guys don't seem to have a problem with that. If you guys are still with us on, on the NWA talk, we can keep it going. And, and, and this is, of course, again, everyone, it's a free-for-all. Uh, we're, we're going to start doing stuff like this on Sundays. And also another idea we've had for Sundays is just a uh, roundtable discussion about certain topics. We'll come in with topics and we'll look for you to give us topics to bring in. And we'll come in a little more prepared for those kind of things. So just keep in mind, Sundays are a little more free flowing and just conversational. Um, so if you guys have anything in the chat you want to bring up, you bring it up. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to throw to that. Uh, so just like this question here. Um, oh, I just wanted to say, by the way, if you're new here, please hit subscribe. We'd love it. Love to have you uh, as part of the team here. The hashtag NWA fan, the hashtag wrestle fan and uh, our discord. 
You can go to Twitter right now and they pin tweet at the top. You just click on that link, takes you right to our Discord. You get conversations like this 24-7. And I swear to God, it is like 24-7. Like that thing is always going. So there are people in there chatting it up about professional wrestling. Any kind of wrestling you want to talk about, they're in there. They're talking about it. Brian Rosa brings up this question. Who is the best technical wrestler in the NWA now? Brian Rosa says. So, uh, Rob, I threw to Will first last time. I guess I'll throw to you this time. Who is the best NWA wrestler now, or best technical NWA wrestler, and why is it Thunder Rosa, and are you sucking up to Brian Rosa that you said that? <laughs> no, uh, there. I think of when that. That's a great question, man. In, in a promotion that's historically prided itself on technical wrestling, not pummeling. You know, that's old school WWE Hulk Hogan, five minutes of cardio and I'm done. You know, and uh, you know, in the NWA, you got people who know the ring. And I think of like four names immediately that come to my mind that are technical wrestlers. Obviously, Thunder Rosa. Technical background, MMA trained. She uh, may be the most sound technical wrestler uh, uh, in the world. That's not me saying that. That's Jim Cornette saying it, man. You know, then obviously you got Nick Aldis, who is a ring general. I mean, he owns the ring. He knows every piece of the ring. He is, uh, when you watch his uh, matches, they're very scientific. They're crafted. They're delivered. It's like when you play soccer, you know, to, to really be good at soccer, you got to be three or four plays ahead. It's like chess, man. You got to be three or four plays ahead, and he always is. A guy that doesn't get enough credit for being technically sound i think is tom latimer tom latimer is going in there and all the stuff that we see he's always chain wrestling man he's reversing he's he's in there riding legs i mean this guy knows how to wrestle technically and then how can you have a discussion about technical wrestling without mentioning the name of matt cross matt cross does zing zangs wing dangs <laughs> willy wops scandinavian two-toe gradanzas he does it all, man. So you want to look at, like, for me, my four horsemen of technical greatness right now in the NWA, Thunder Rosa, Nick Aldis, Tom Latimer, and Matt Cross. There you go. Will, do you have a counter to that? I, I, I don't think anybody has a counter to that. I think you covered all of them. Uh, I mean, obviously, Thunder Rosa jumped out as, as soon as the question was asked. Uh, not just because it was asked by her husband. Um, but yeah, obviously the champ, Nick Aldis, he's the champ for a reason. Um, Rob, you beautifully described uh, what a, a Nick Aldis match is like. It's very scientific. This guy is two moves ahead of his opponent all the time, it seems like. Uh, Matt Cross, for sure. Um, yeah, Tom Latimer. I mean, that's that that's a great addition to that list that you, know, you don't often think of because sometimes that does get overshadowed by... Uh, the bigness and just his persona. Um, but yeah, I mean, man, for once, I pretty much completely agree with you, Rob. So nothing more to add to that. I, um, I think, you know, I, I was going to bring up two of those names. Well, I mean, obviously Nick and Thunder, I think are like the clearest answers, like just the go-tos and, uh, <clears throat> and I didn't want to keep repeating myself, but yeah, I mean, I was going to bring up Tom because I think Tom is very, very talented. We probably would be remiss if we don't mention Crimson in that discussion a little bit there, too. There's a reason he's a trainer 
Um, like he's he's got a lot of skill. But the other guy I was going to bring up too that you know it doesn't seem like it, but Trevor Murdoch is a very technically proficient wrestler. Like he he can. The thing with him and Tom is is that they have certain aspects they lean into. Trevor Murdoch is a brawler. Like he he just likes to fight. But you know, I figure anybody that came through Harley Race's school and when it comes time. And when you've seen him lock up, say with a Nick Aldis or uh, in there with Ricky Starks or whoever, there were those moments of like it was chain wrestling. It was back and forth. He he went toe to toe. He doesn't look like he should, but Trevor Murdoch's got that in him too. And uh, of course, Brian Rosen mentioning in the chat says we forgot Serena Deeb, who my God is one of the great women's wrestlers in this generation right now. And uh, I, I, she's, you know, she's just conspicuous by her absence. And uh, she is, uh, I know she's injured right now, but also I think people consider her AEW talent that has the NWA championship, but she is the holder of the Burke. She is the NWA women's champion. So maybe Serena Deeb's uh, worth being in that conversation as well. All right. Uh, let's see. Moving down. I don't have a girl. I have a glass. That looks like this. I see this question in the chat. It's just beer. It's just a uh, a goblet is what I'm drinking out of, and it's not a pipe glass like it normally is. Goblet so of if fire, I could just... man. Yeah, uh, that's, that's my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, I love yeah. it, man. My my favorite Lord of the Rings is The Empire Strikes Back, man. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's, that's a, good, a good one. The old Empire. Yeah. Oh, let's see here. Uh, all right, we're going to scroll back up and let's look through the chat. And uh, front row said, I saw Trevor address an audience member and I was genuinely afraid. Uh, what, how do you feel about, do you feel like there needs to be, I saw some discussion er, earlier in here. Do you feel like there needs to be a big baby face hero coming into the NWA? And do you see potential on who that's going to be? Just a... Uh, White meat baby face hero I guy. That's not Tim Storm. Because come on, Tim Storm. Don't well, I was going to say it's Tim Storm, Tim right? Storm. But but now but now, <laughs> I mean the the whole world's changed, man. The world changed since early February when we lost Joseph Hudson, man. With that whole th this really 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 hit Aaron Stevens hard so much so that he has changed his entire outlook and philosophy. And uh, you guys saw the pay-per-view. I mean, Aaron Stevens was close. He's capable of winning the the championship. Why can't he? I know that his interests are tied up with the tag team title right now with Kratos and everything. But why can't Aaron Stevens be, you know, the the the, the big baby face if it's not going to be Tim Storm? And I don't know why we're ruling him out. Well, and Rob, I mean, just to, you make an excellent point there. And one thing to consider is to remember how episode 22 of NWA Power ended which was with Aaron Stevens costing his team the match because he was preventing Kratos from using a steel chair on his opponent. And uh, so that's a, already there's, there's a shift in Stevens dynamic there. And what's that going to mean for the tag team championship? Because Kratos is very much a, any means necessary. And it appears Stevens has somehow gotten it in his head that he is, wants to tackle these things more honorably now. Yeah, I, I so this is one time as well where I'm going to lean 
a little more towards Rob's viewpoint. He and I do disagree on this a lot. The whole baby face heel dynamic and is it still a thing? Um, I think the NWA stands apart from everyone else in that you don't need a John Cena character in the NWA. You know what I mean? You don't need that that uh, that crystal clear, you know, Hulk Hogan, take your vitamins. Like these are prize fighters. Prize fighters are not always squeaky clean. You don't always have the squeaky clean guy versus the the dirty deeds done dirt cheap guy. You, it, it, it's a little more gray area in the NWA. So I don't necessarily think that they need some, you know, white meat baby face to come in and challenge Nick Aldis. I think all the people and the pieces that are in there right now, all of those are interesting prize fights, in my opinion, especially when you throw the other titles in the mix and you got guys like Trevor Murdoch, who who obviously has his sights set on his next step of the 10 pounds of gold. You've got the Pope, who has made his intentions very clear in episode 22 of Power, that he's ready to, to hurry up and win his next six title defenses so that he can get a shot at Sweet Charlotte. So to me, those are all more compelling storylines than if you're just going to throw somebody in there that can come challenge Nick on some kind of moral basis or moral code, I just don't think that really exists in, in the NWA. I see Brendan in the chat saying Trevor, or, well, he said Trevor Murdoch's a pretty awesome baby face right now. Uh, he also says uh, you need your, uh, uh, no, Davian says you need a Dusty Rhodes though. And uh, Rob, I, I heard you say this to me like this past weekend, Tim Storm is Nick Aldis's Dusty Rhodes. That's what you said. I said he could be. He could be. I said. I actually said we're not quite sure who Tim, Nick Aldis's Dusty Rhodes is yet. It could be Tim Storm or it could be Trevor Murdoch. And I think both of those have the. Ta- See, look, look. When you talk about Ric Flair, Ric Flair didn't just have a Dusty Rhodes. Now he also had a Ricky Steamboat. He also had a Sting. He also had a Ronnie Garvin. He also had a Harley Race. He also had a, you know, a, a, a doggone, uh, um, you know, Barry Windham. He's, he's the, the, when you look at the list of great opponents that Ric Flair has, there are a number of people that could fit that vein because I now I think we're all starting to agree that Nick Aldis is settling into that role as the legacy champion. I mean, he is at the point right now where Flair was in that historic, 1986 title reign. I mean, it's it's time for us to start start thinking of Aldis as one of the greats of all time. I already know that. I don't need to be convinced anymore. I've done the math. I've ran the algorithm. He's one of the greats. So now it remains to be seen who is the great foil. Who's his great opponent? So far, you look at it. It's obviously been Tim Storm. You've had Marty Skrull there a couple times. You've had Cody. Uh, you've had lots of potential uh, opponents, you know, But that recurring opponent, and who, who's waiting? James Storm, if he ever makes his way back. They've had a couple great matches. Could it be Tim Storm? That's really easy. Obviously, it could be Tim Storm. Could it be Aaron Stevens? Could be. Could be Aaron Stevens. Could it be Ricky Morton? Maybe shows back up again. We don't know. It could be somebody on the horizon we don't even see yet, like Jordan Clearwater, who's already had a great match, a non-title match, albeit, in Shockwave during the shutdown. But there's a lot of people out there that uh, that could go step in and fill that void, and then there's the people wait, waiting out there that we don't even that we haven't even thought of yet that's going to make their way into the NWA in the next three to six months. So, 
Who's to say? Sorry. Sorry. That was my fault. I spaced out for a second. No, I was looking at something. Uh, so I'm going to ask this question because it kind of touches on something you just said, Rob. And it's the Dirty, Dirty Nation show. You know how they how they can be. So uh, they're asking this question. I'm going to throw this out there. I, I guess I'll tackle it first, and then I'll throw it to Will and then Rob, and we'll see see what you guys think. But just so we don't ignore any of our chat here, Nation Show is asking, I asked this to Gary on version one of the show. One year later, I asked the same question. Is Thunder Rosa the bigger face of the NWA than Nick? That is... Hmm. That is a that is like putting people in a spot. That's what that's doing. And uh, so thanks for that nation show. We appreciate that. But I'm going to answer it with this. There are qualifications to all of these things. It's like, what are you looking for? Like if, if you're talking about exposure, if you're talking about like who – is more apt to be seen right this second in a wrestling ring, then it might be hard to argue that Thunder Rosa could be that person. Thunder Rosa is on AEW featured regularly. She was just in the main event on Dynamite, and it's hard to deny that Dynamite was seen by hundreds of thousands of people. People see Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is, in my opinion, the biggest and baddest women's star one of the biggest and baddest wrestlers in the world today. So Thunder Rosa is huge in that aspect. Now, your question, though, is, is Nick or Thunder Rosa the bigger face of the NWA? And if it comes down to it, there is no better avatar for the NWA than the real world's champion, Nick Aldis. I don't think that anybody has hoisted that flag more times than Nick Aldis, who has carried that torch, who has constantly railed about the NWA, who has promoted the NWA, who walked right back into GPB Studios at back for the attack and carried himself again like the real world's heavyweight champion and like he was a fighting, defending, honorable champion for a company that he cared about that was like a brand that he was lifting up more so than Nick Aldis. So... I love both of these people with all my heart. I think they're both amazing. But as far as like bigger exposure right now, Thunder Rosa for sure. Like Thunder Rosa is out there. She's all over the place. Bigger face of the NWA, Nick Aldis. It has to be still Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis is carrying the, the NWA on his back. Like it is his baby. He cares more about it than anything besides his family, it seems like. So that would be the way I'd tackle it. Will, I'll, I'll throw to you and see if you agree. Yeah, um, I mean, I definitely agree with what you're saying. I think I'll add just from my perspective, you know, Nick and Thunder are on two different trajectories in pro wrestling. Um, so it, it, it's not really an apples-to-apples comparison. But if the question is, to your point, the face of NWA, I think – I think it would be a consensus if you went around and asked people who are wrestling fans, uh, whether they're casual NWA fans or hardcore NWA fans, who's the face of the NWA? The answer is going to be the person that has the 10 pounds of gold. And that 
is Nick Aldis. And that has been Nick Aldis for most of, of, you know, or pretty much all of the power era. And, you know, except for Tim Storm towards the beginning of 10 pounds of gold and Cody, you know, for a little bit, um, that's, he's been the guy. I mean, he has, he has ushered NWA into the prominence that it's in today, obviously with, with William Patrick Corgan and the other leadership and things like that. But when you think of the NWA, that's the picture most people are going to see in their mind. Now, that doesn't take anything away from what Thunder Rosa has been able to accomplish. And the fact that she came on to NWA power, established herself, elevated the brand, elevated herself in the process and has, you know, expanded. I mean, Rob talks about the NWA being a meta promotion all the time. So her going to AEW is not outside of the realm of an NWA thing to do because the NWA is, is a promotion that reaches out to other promotions and extends, you know, the, the, the uh, reaches the handout and gives exposure and takes exposure and things like that. So thunder has, has done something completely different than what Nick has done. But if the question is, you know, so there's kind of two answers to that. The face of the NWA to people who are aware of the NWA is Nick Aldis. The face of the NWA to maybe a larger, more casual audience that maybe has never watched power has never really uh, dived into the NWA could be Thunder Rosa. So not to be, you know, too diplomatic in my answer, but that that's kind of where I stand on that question. And it's a tough, it's honestly a tough question to answer. Did he? Yeah, he's 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 going to. That's who she that. is. That's what he's the the face of the NWA. That joke almost worked. Nah, 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 nah. That's who she is. <laughs> yeah. And it was very nah, obvious said, because what, you're not I usually said, that I animated. Said, I said that's why they are. They are. No, 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 no. In all seriousness, <laughs> now you guys all make great points. Um, I don't want to sidestep this. I mean, listen. I uh, I have the utmost respect for Thunder Rosa and Nick Aldis, probably more than any. Re- and there's a I respect wrestlers. Okay, look, look, man, I respect wrestlers. There are a lot of wrestlers that I respect a great deal. I respect the Nature Boy Paul Lee. No matter what anybody says about him, I know him. He's my neighbor, man. He this guy's a hustler. He cares about his family. He's always trying to work it, man. I respect. Trevor Murdoch, who is pulling himself up by the bootstraps and is 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 asserting himself and has now got that national championship that he's so proud of. I respect um, you know, the Pope who inserted himself. I respect Kratos, who, you know, had big shoes to fill coming in to replace the question mark. I respect wrestlers. Wrestling is a hard life, it's not easy. They don't make you know, uh, there are a few people that make a lot of money, but these guys are beating themselves up, putting their bodies on the line to entertain us, to, to to spill blood, sweat, and tears with very little payback, very little appreciation. People always criticizing them and sharpshooting them on social media like they know better, like we know what it's like, like we have any room to speak, you know. So I respect all of them. And I have the utmost respect, probably more than anybody, anybody, for Thunder Rosa and Nick Aldis, man. I I love them. I love them. They're my friends, you know. I mean, I care about them. I communicate with them. They're kind to us. They invest in us. They invest in the fan community. I think Thunder Rosa and Nick Aldis have been statesmen. Statesmen and stateswomen. They've been statespersons. I don't want to offend anybody here. 
in, in this wrestling world. They, they have occupied their positions as a public trust, especially during the pandemic. When everything shut down, when everything went to hell, you had two people out there hustling. You know, Thunder Rosa was the more active in the ring. She was able to, and, and she was able to do whatever she was able to do, she would do. And Nick Aldis was constantly being a vocal presence. And when, when he could get into the ring, he would do so. We got to see a couple of his matches, you know. They they occupied their roles. Oh, they, they presided over the NWA like a king and queen. So my answer to your question, Nation Show, is that Nick Aldis and Thunder Rosa are co-faces of the company. They are the great power couple of pro wrestling. I know they're not together. I know that. But they they – they had a joint responsibility. They understood the weight of what they, they, they bore and they bore it with integrity, with decency, with responsibility, and they vindicated the public trust. And I'm tired of people talking trash about freaking Aldous, man. I'm tired of people talking trash about, you know, he didn't do this or he didn't do that or who he's beating. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's beating everybody. He's beating every, he's run rough shot over. For half of the AW roster, from Jake Hager to Brian to Cody Rhodes, Sting, he's run roughshod over all of them. And then Thunder Rosa has done nothing less than the same thing. They're both co-equal faces of the company. So I don't feel obliged to say one is greater than the other. But if you ask me, if you are if you put a gun to my head and said, who is the face of the company? To me, it goes back to history. The championship that has roots all the way back, not to... 1948, not to 1937 when the Burke was founded, not to 1905 when Frank Godge and George Hackenschmidt had their great series. It goes all the way back to 1865, man, to to McCulloch, to William Flagg. Cue William Flagg there, Gary. (laughs) William Flagg, baby. Coming at you half-mast. Yeah. No, uh, it's, you know, I mean – when, when, here's the thing, man. And I, again, I'm, I'm not trying to, um, I don't want to sugarcoat this and I don't want anybody to mistake me. I think that women's wrestling is entering into a golden age. It's, this is the greatest time in the history of the world for women's wrestling. This is the time where we get to witness women being respected as athletes. And that's not always been the case, man. Even 20 years ago, women's wrestling was a, a sideshow. It was a carnival piece. It was a, an interest piece to draw people in and then, uh, you know, and then it, you set it up for the guys. And so I think a question like that automatically sets Thunder Rosa up at a disadvantage because even though the Burke has been around since the days of Mildred Burke, when Mildred Burke was wrestling and running the circuit, her her brand, even though she was a serious talent, man, she was a legit, her brand did not carry the weight that the trophy that gorgeous George carried or that buddy Rogers carried or that Luthes carried. It wasn't their fault. It, it was an accident of history. It was a crime of history that it didn't. But now in retrospect, we can say, you know, that we live in a time where women can be equal participants, can enjoy this craft, can, uh, can, uh, can plot, you know, can uh, engage in the sport uh, as equal participants alongside the men that's a great thing. And Thunder Rosa is very much as, as much a part of the face of the company now as Nick Aldis is. But if you're going to ask me who is the face of the company to me, because of history, because of all those things, the face of the company is the one who's intertwined uh, with the 10 pounds of gold. And therefore it's got to be Nick Aldis. But again, 
that's nothing about that's no shade on on Thunder Rosa. She just as much has a right to claim that that mantle. I, hey man, I, I we're picking on you with front row there in the chat saying uh, Rob's politicking his way to a non-answer. <laughs> it's, uh, but uh, no, it's it's uh-huh. it's tough, man. It's I mean to me, it's it's almost the same thing of like if you were like with Mission Pro, like who's the face of Mission Pro? Is it La Rosa Negra or is it Thunder Rosa? And it's like, well, it's uh, I, maybe it's not a, a great comparison, but it's just like La Rosa Negra is the face of the company right now. She's the champ. She's She's the woman, but this is Thunder Rosa's promotion. This is Thunder Rosa's carrying this on her back. She's doing everything she can to try to make this company over. I kind of look at this similarly. Like Nick Aldis is is about this brand. And like Brian Rosa even pointed out in the chat, I mean, when Britt called Thunder Rosa saying she's trying to be the face of their division, Thunder Rosa said, I'm not trying to be the face of any division. I'm trying to be the face of professional wrestling. And so like Thunder Rosa is she's charted her old course, man. It's a, it's a, it's just, it, it, it does in a way in that sense. I don't feel guilty saying it feels like an apples and oranges comparison. Like they're two, they're on two different paths. Like Will said, like they, they've yeah. charted two different courses. And so it's, and that's okay. That's, that's the way it should be. And that's professional wrestling, but a great question nation show. Thanks for that. Appreciate you. Yeah. yeah, thanks for asking us if we liked our mom or our dad more. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I see you, Woodland Goblin. And and look, I was alive in the 80s, man. I'm I'm almost 50 years old, man. And I remember in the 80s, again, I'm not throwing shade it's on the women's 50, wrestling. Like but 60 the, years ago. This guy's yeah. <laughs> in the 80s, the WWF women's division was basically Wendy Richter and the Fabulous Moolah, and that was it. You don't have to take my word. Go look at the cards in the 1980s. Look at WrestleMania and compare the men's wrestling matches versus the women's wrestling matches. You will find that women's wrestling was a curiosity piece. I'm not saying that they weren't taking it seriously, but if you're trying to tell me that WWE, that women's wrestling was co-equal like it is now, then you're deluding yourself. That's not the case. You're just flat out wrong, dude. Rob, told it down. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, no, we're we're up for a healthy debate. That's interesting, though. But yeah, I don't I don't remember a time where with I mean seriously for me, and I'm you know I'm not as old as either of you farts, but I'm just saying I don't remember the uh, well. No, I met Goblin and Stinson. Uh, the, uh, yeah, sorry, oh, Go- Goblin's my no. boy, man. I love Goblin, man. He, he, and I don't want look, look. I love Woodland Goblin. I respect there were there were many stars in the 80s in women's wrestling. There were. But if you look at them, they are a fraction. Come on, man. I've got piles of wrestling magazines to my right. Every now and again, you get a women's wrestling. You get a Misty Blue Sims or a Bambi or somebody like that. But most of the time, women's women were valets. Women wrestling never sold the show like it does today. It's not even the case. And you're if you're if you're disagreeing with me, then I guess we're just we're, we're at an impasse. We're not going to be able to bridge that gap because it's just a different world. Yeah, Medusa became big in the '90s. So did Sherry, and so did Luna Vachon. So, in the '90s, uh, did not treat the women with respect. I would not say that was not respectful. No, not wrestling that it came up. Yeah, give it to not in the attitude. Uh, era. Medusa, Medusa made her way because she was a legit tough chick in a in a. And I mean that with all due respect, like in a scenario where 
wrestling wanted swimsuit models. And, you know, like, I mean, Medusa was actually a badass and she could hang with the boys and, you know, that kind of thing. So she'll always be known for that period and like just a, a tough, a tough, tough lady. But anyway, look at the nation show over here. Just trying to stir it. I'll throw this curveball too. If there were two wrestling shows in your town, one with Nick, one with Thunder, which one are you going to man. get out of here? This guy, man. <laughs> He's trying Look, to get we've us made in them trouble. both. We've we've done both. <laughs> yeah, we've done both. So. Get out of here, Nate. We, no. we, 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 we would have Dr. Rob do the math and figure out exactly when on the card they were going to be, and we would drive across town and we would have some representation at each. That's right. That's right. Suck it. We've gone shit. to Grimsley one weekend and then Bristol, Tennessee the next weekend. To make sure we get, show our love equally both, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and I'm saying suck it here because on Tuesday when we're on the actual official NWA uh, stream, I don't think I can say suck it. I don't think that's okay. Yeah, so you only get that here on Sunday nights with us. So, but don't forget, by the way, this stirring the pot with the NWA trash. It's 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 fun and games here, but you better show up on Tuesday nights after NWA Power over on the official NWA live stream because we're going to be hosting that, the post show for NWA Power, and we hope every single one of you are there hanging out with us and not asking crappy nation show questions. That would be <laughs> fantastic. So we don't get in trouble on day one. We love you, nation show. You know this. and We're all probably going to hang out at Mission Pro Wrestling one day. All right. Uh, so let's honor uh, our friend here, Patrick Griffiths. I can't find it anymore, Patrick, but I saw you ask this earlier, and he wants to know, who do you think is a fit to replace Royce Isaacs in strictly business? Is it Adonis? Who could it be? <laughs> <laughs> Woodland Goblin. Don't suck up to him. Uh, man, I love you, Woodland Goblin. I I love, see this one Tom about, man. We're going to answer your question. We're gonna encounter your question. We're gonna uh, uh, Griff. We're gonna answer your question. But I gotta say, man, this Woodland Goblin is why we are the model for civic civil debate. Man, we can disagree, throw punches, and still love each other. I love you, bro. I love you, man. But I, you probably did get hacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. all right. What was the question? Strictly business. Strictly business. Who's gonna replace Royce Isaacs in strictly business? I'll ask. I'll, can I can I answer that question with a question, real quick? Real quick. Uh, why why it gotta be just one person? Mm. Why does just one person mm. have to replace Roy Isaacs? Who says strictly business is a four person group? It's just a question. I don't know. I'm just mm. asking. Why can't strictly business be more than four? But anyway, I mean, it guys, has uh, been a, it's been a, it's been a five person group before. What do you count? Steiner? You had Tom, Nick. No. Well, he was, a, a, I guess, a sixth person, but you had Mae Valentine with Royce. She was in Oh, it. yeah. I guess you could count Mae. Yeah. So she's part of the syndicate. So, yeah, you're I mean, a good point, man. You don't have Obvious answer is, is Adonis. I mean, we, we saw that on episode 22. I mean, we talked about it on Wednesday night. You could see him already filling out that track jacket. But uh, 
yeah, I mean, other ideas. I'm open to other ideas, but right now, you know, seems like we might be on that path. Yeah, I mean, I see Tyrus, I see Matt Cross mentioned. I saw Matt Cross mentioned earlier. Uh, that's Damian there, and uh, Damian's asking a tag team, and then uh, Brendan bringing up War Kings. I mean, Ooh, there is that possibility. That's, oh, uh, dude, man, we know we know the relationship between Crimson and Aldis. They're tight. We know that. There, there's no secret about that. Um, I'm always looking for like. The, the thing that, you know, again, we, we mentioned earlier, all this is always a couple of steps ahead of everybody. I'm looking for the person we're not thinking of. Like mm-hmm. Adonis looks like he would fit in easily. He's got the look, man. He's huge. Looks great. Just he would fit in. I mean, he's a mean guy. You know, he's got a killer instinct. He's obviously, um, you know, he's no stranger to championships. But I'm, you know, Nick, get into the mind of the champ, man. He's got to think about running an enterprise that's going to control and dominate. Who's going to be best positioned to, to put him a notch above everybody else? And when I think of that, you know, heels and baby faces aside, because we know that's that's not a factor in the NWA. I'm always thinking about somebody we're not even thinking of, like maybe a Trevor Murdoch, maybe a Tim Storm, maybe a Thunder Rosa. I'm just saying. Hmm. Hmm. You think Thunder Rosa would join Strictly Business? I think Thunder, Thunder Rosa is about the hustle, man. I think she she's about she's about whatever's going to bring in those Benjamins, and uh, you know she's associated herself in the past with people like Melina, and uh, 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 you know she has a sense of honor and integrity. But I think, man, adding a, 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 a another woman to the stable alongside Camille. Can't go wrong there. I mean, she's dominant. Nick Aldis wants to be a conglomerate of all the greatest talent uh, to dominate the NWA. Why? Why not? I think my voice is strong enough for this. Uh, I'm going to test it out just here real quick. Front row brought up a great <laughs> no. request. Hammerstone. Why not Hammerstone? I thought we were going to make it one show, just one show, <laughs> without that. But, you know, hey, my voice held up, so I feel good about that. Hammerstone, I think mm-hmm. an excellent choice for it, Row. I would love to see Fro- uh, Hammerstone join Strictly Business. Um, <laughs> I feel like Hammerstone and Nick Aldis would butt heads, though. But, you know, maybe not. Maybe maybe they'd get along just fine. Uh, no Paladin, I do not know when the shop will be open on the NWA website. Hopefully they get that straightened out soon. Uh yeah, but, uh, it'll be soon, man. I mean, power's backing up. They're going to want to get that merch out. Um, so it, it's coming up. Hey, if you're itching to spend some money on some uh, wrestling merch, head over to nwafam.com slash shop. Yeah, we're there. do that. We're there for you. There's some good stuff there. Uh, let's see here. What else do you guys want to talk about? Do you want to, I mean, any anything? What 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 do you want to ask about Jason, Jason Allen? The shop. He was asking about the shop. Oh, holy crap! He says, "Sorry, <laughs> sorry, bro, sorry." Yeah, Gary. Listen, sorry, Gary's Gary's drinking beer from a goblet. He his vision's getting a little <laughs> blurry, and I I saw the question, but I was letting Gary drive the drive the train tonight. So. Uh. Let's see here. 
Paladin asks what? Well, look at that. We just see Goku and we go crazy. That's uh, <laughs> that's what happens, Paladin. <sighs> they lost a lot of momentum with Tim Storm's mother T-shirts. What does that mean? I heard those were pretty high sellers. Like, were those? Uh, anyway, I don't know. Chris Dickinson would have been a great one of the two high sellers. That and the... Uh... Yeah, ahead, he would have been. Sorry. Uh, well, I think you're like Tim two Storm's minutes mother's me, so. t-shirts. <laughs> so <laughs> let me wait then before I speak. Um, the Tim Storm mother t-shirts and the uh, waffles and tire irons were like the two highest selling t-shirts. Hey, Jason Allen, yeah. Rob can help you with this. This Joker has all the belts. So where does he go to get the best NWA replica belts? Let me say this. DM me, okay? Seriously, DM me offline. I will talk to you. There are people that get really uh, um, sensitive about talking about NWA replicas. So DM me. Uh, hit me up on at this is Dr. Stenson. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on TikTok. And uh, <laughs> I will, I, 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 <laughs> I will, I will answer. I've got, I've got a, uh, just go to Twitter, man. Follow me. There, there should be a little message box. Hit me up and I'll talk to you offline about that. <laughs> you should do that. Anyway, yeah. All right. Well, don't feel bad. We just taught Rob how to DM. So. <laughs> yeah, true. He was just tweeting publicly to everybody like it was private. You'll get it, buddy. We have faith. Uh, all right. Let's see what else. Hold is... on. Let me. Hey, uh, Jason. I'm gonna put my email address in the uh, in the chat there. Shoot me an email. Look out. Out. All right. Look at all right. Look well, out. Look out. He just gave that email. It's everywhere now. All right. And Buckle you're gonna up. get. Look, man, you just got, you just got signed up. I'm going to get every, dozen. Every it's like I don't get a million already. <laughs> like I'm not already signed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they keep trying to sign you up for the like, spam, like vulgar stuff. And yeah. it's like, you're already subscribed. They're like, you're already a member. <laughs> you can't do this to me. But for anybody who cares, there's Jason Allen's phone number. Oh wow! You okay. can uh, just go ahead and text him. <laughs> so, anybody who wants to send uh, Jason a text, there it is. <laughs> and, uh, if you want Rob's number, though, you got to join his his OnlyFans. So, or farmer, his farmer, farmers only. You got to go there. That's where you get Rob's oh, uh, text message. So, anyway, all right, Rod Gibson. Greetings and salutation, my fellows. My fellow Kingdomites. Hey, Rod. Yeah. Welcome. Yes, sir. I like that, man. Karate. I like that. I said it like a doofus, but you get it. Uh, let's see. Do we see any comedy wrestling in NWA coming back? Do we see that? I saw Brian Rosa ask that. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I mean, it's probably, it's probably going to be there in some form or fashion. I mean, we know Sauronaro is a big, big part of it, but you know, Sauronaro is, he's not a hundred percent comedy. I mean, he's, he definitely has that comedy element, but I think he's a, a great character and you know, it depends on your definition of comedy. I don't think we're going to have, you know, 
over the top. We're not going to have, you know, the gobbledygooker or anything like that. But uh, I think you'll have a nice, a nice tasteful mix of, of some, some mildly entertaining things in there. Uh, um, I mean, it, it depends. I, I don't think that any of the comedy wrestling was ever depends on what you mean by like, you, uh, obviously you're talking about Aaron Stevenson question mark. Uh, I don't know that that any of that was deliberate in the first place. I mean, I think that sort of happened it organically. And I think one of the really good things about the NWA is they're real responsive to their fan audience. And when the occasion arises, I'm not the biggest fan of like comedy wrestling, but it's always been part and parcel of, of the sport. It's always been there. You know, I mean, even uh, you, you think back to, to George, the animal steel, you talk about, um, you know, Rick Steiner in his first iteration, he came out sort of hapless and goofy and all that. It's, it's always been there. It's never been foreign to it. So it, it depends if some, if they try something out, it works and it sticks. Then yeah, if it doesn't, then no, but it's not necessary. Uh, is is what? What we? Oh no! I'm sorry. I was just uh. Anyway, Brendan says Salonaro is the real national treasure. Oh. So. <laughs> Rob, oh my gosh! Davian said, "Is NWA Pierce. try? Is NWA trying to turn Slice Boogie into Eddie Kingston?" I'm still upset uh, NWA no. inside Danny Limelight. But yeah, I would say no, right? Like I mean No, they're the NWA's doing what they've always done, and that's give Slice Boogie a platform to be <laughs> Slice Boogie. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hit that mute a little late there. <laughs> Let me mute, uh, mute myself. Put my mask on. Uh jeez. Uh no, no. I Rob's already been vaccinated. Oh, okay. Well, then just I got my first shot today, you... too. By the way, right there. Look at that. Whoa, that's a hell of a yeah. Scar. That's straight. <laughs> I got it. Woo! And uh, so, if I just drop dead in the middle of this broadcast, you know, now you know why. It'll just be a regular Sunday night. I'm microchipped, uh, so that's for you, Jason Allen. Ooh, yeah. I'm what color microchip did I you s- get? Oh, uh, yeah. I got the blue one, and so uh, I'm gonna get green. They're coming. They can see through my eyes. So they. So, don't even bother with the vaccine, Jason Allen. They already got your number, dog. Mm. Yeah. And now, now, Gary, since you've got it, you can buy and sell and trade. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, just like as as was foretold nice. by the prophets. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Very this cool. just took a, a different turn. I'm All right, joking, man. Well, comedy wrestling. Did we answer that question? No, I don't oh, think so. Right. Did we just get all serious? No, NWA is not turning Slice Boogie into Eddie Kingston. I mean, the one thing I'll say right. for the NWA is I don't think I've ever seen them try to turn anybody into anything. Like they just, yeah. they're bringing these people on and they're pretty much kind of relying on them to be themselves. Uh, I think every character you've seen on the NWA or every uh, every wrestler you're seeing on the NWA is typically wrestling the same way they did on the independent scene. Um, I don't think that, I mean, they may have, you know, as far as like, if you want to get inside baseball, I mean, I think they have, you know, obviously some story direction, but they're not dictating the personalities. It doesn't feel like slice boogie shares not much in common with Eddie Kingston, except New York. It seems like, 
And I'm not sure that Eddie Kingston's a Mets fan. I don't even know anybody who is a Mets fan He's besides not. Slice Boogie. So there you go. Yeah. And yeah. I, too, love Danny Limelight, by the way. And I'd love to see Danny Limelight in the NWA. He seems pretty tied up right now. He's over on AEW Dark Revolution. So I don't know that he was an option. Who's a Yankees fan? Oh, Brennan's probably talking uh, about Kingston. I guess he's talking about Kingston. Well, yes, you talk Kingston to Kingston, is a Kingston. diehard. Uh, Kingston is a diehard Yankees fan. We actually talk, Kingston and I, believe it or not, we talk offline about baseball quite a bit. And he, uh, he, uh, big, big, uh, uh, Yankees fan, but he respects the Braves, man. He respects the Braves. William Patrick Corgan, he's a Cubs fan. Here's what I, I love this discussion, by the way, man. Um, wrestling and baseball are like intertwined, man. They're, they, they're rooted in the same ghost stories. People who are are big time baseball fans tend to like wrestling and vice versa. So, Rob, I brought this tonight just for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, WPC is is uh, William Patrick Corgan. So you'll see us bounce around. There's like lots of Billy's now. There's a Billy Trask who's the director of NWA Power. So now it's easier to say WPC sometimes if you want to, uh, if you want to dif- differentiate. Anyway, what else, fellas? What else you guys want to talk about? We got a little bit of time here. We're winding down, I guess. But I want to put whatever out, on your point out that uh, Ron Romano is a Braves fan. He's on the record. I believe my man Jace, Jason Allen. Uh, the Cigardner is a Mets fan, and I don't uh, that. Paladin. Now he said it. He said it. Paladin, who are you rooting for? And I gotta know, uh, front row. Who do you root for? And Lawrence, James Lawrence. Who's your, who's your? You know, opening day is this week. Who's your favorite baseball team? Who's gonna win it all this year? Lawrence is a Yankees fan. I wouldn't have called that. Mm. We were sitting David there, used man. To hate, uh, David used to hate the Braves because they would interrupt WCW Saturday Night and made a fit. That's that's funny, man. I was the same way, man. We we had uh, the 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 six oh five show would always end abruptly because you had to get to the Braves. But I love the Braves. I love to me, man. If I didn't have the Braves and I didn't have the NWA growing up, man, I, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably be in jail or dead or something. We got Rangers, Red Sox. We got a we got a nice nice smattering of uh, baseball fans in the NWA fam. I like that. I remember that front row was a Red Sox fan. I, I remember that. Yeah, I think that came up when we did our. Uh, our Patreon call with Aaron Stevens. Cause he, believe it or not, I think Aaron Stevens and front row are from the same hometown. Interesting. Yep. They like, no, they were talking about the same places, the same hangouts and all that. And they're like, like they knew each other. Yeah. A lot of hate for the Braves for interfering with the NWA. Well, damn, sorry. Almost sounds like you can't Look, be an NWA fan and a Braves fan. Hey, 
<laughs> Those two go Hold hand on, in hand <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No, man, it was just a, it was the thing. I mean, ain't nobody else. Nobody else was given the NWA chance back in those days, but the Superstation. So, yeah, the the Braves and the uh, the Braves and the in uh, uh, the NWA were like erstwhile kind of hostile siblings. They loved each other. You could talk about each other, but you wouldn't let anybody else talk about them. You know what I mean? I could say, "Hey, mm-hmm. Braves, coming on, interrupt my show." Then so, the moment someone talked about the Braves, it's like, "Now you hold on now." <laughs> They, they may it's like it's like Fortson always says about uh Aldous. He may be a jerk, but he's our jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Jason wants to talk about Eli That's Drake. Uh, who's Eli Drake? You talking about LA Knight? Yeah, I think he and, needs uh, LA Knight. Breakout star in, in NXT. Yeah. Well, he's, he lost. He waves. lost this past week on NXT. So he uh his first major match he lost. So uh, to Bronson Reed, saw that, and that is LA Knight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, all well, right, good point. Good, good night, point. <laughs> Jason. I see you with that uh, mic. I see you with that mic in your hand, like you do stand up. I, I don't feel like you're carrying the crowd with that conversation, uh, but you will. So here's the thing, man. Here's the thing, Jones. man. Look, look, that, this guy, this, this is a Mets fan. And for a Mets fan to say that he loves Chipper Jones, tell him, Will, you can't look, Gary. Uh, look, the, here's about a, the shake. Gary board. don't, yeah, Gary don't get it, man. It's like a Mets fan saying they, or a Yankees fan saying they love John Rocker. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have guts. I don't feel you like gotta have guts the to same say that. Thing. <laughs> It's, it's a little bit. Same, there's some, there's some little nuances some things that are on different levels, so I'm not sure. That yeah, about baseball. <laughs> I know, man. That well, that, uh, that they that every Mets fan ever who loved the Mets gave Chipper Jones hell every time he came there. Larry, Larry. The only reason mm-hmm. I know his name is Larry is because of the Mets. <laughs> you know, that's the only reason. Uh. All right. Well, front row says, "Who do you, who like, do you think we might are talking about? <laughs> who do you think we might see at MPW locked and loaded?" Ooh. man! I heard. I I keep I keep hearing people talking about Allison K showing up. Then, so where's Marty Bell? We need to see Marty Bell over there. Over at uh, Mission Pro Wrestling, miss I miss Marty. Uh, I need to see some more Marty Bell. Yeah. Uh, Here's who I mean, we know we is going to show up. The mainstay. We know we're going right? to see. We know we're going to see La Rosa Negra. I'm certain we'll see Maddie Rinkowski, the Queen of House Rose, Rachel Rose. We're going to see Thunder Rosa. Uh, we might see Dave LaGreca if he has the gumption to show up. Maybe Mark Henry. You know. I don't know. They're they're talking a big game right now. Uh, Masha Slamovich, I'd love to see her again. Uh, gosh, man, there's there. Uh, who's to say, man? Is this, I'd love to is see this Brent official. Brendan, Brendan, bring it up. Red Velvet's challenging La Rosa Negra. Is that like set in stone? I I I I, I don't remember seeing it, but I, I've been out of the loop, man. I've been so out of it this week. So if that's official, I saw Red Velvet congratulate La Rosa Negra, but uh, 
would be interesting. Brian Rosa says, I'll just say you will either see Allison or Marty Bell. So good. Boom. Good. Brian, Boom. Brian Rosa, MPW delivers people. Like they're they're looking out for you. They 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 want to take care of their fans. They care about the people that watch them. And uh so I subscribe to Title Match Network and I'd love to have the extra time. Not Title Match Network's great. Title Match Network has lots of stuff on it. Literally, the reason I subscribe to it is for Mission Pro Wrestling shows. That's why I'm there. So I just just yep, so I can watch me, Mission me Pro Wrestling. So and it's all I've had time to watch. Um but yeah, uh, Front Row says, yes, MPW posted a teacher versus student match between Red Velvet and La Rosa Negra. I'm glad I get to be there for that. I'm going to go see it. My wife will know soon enough. And <laughs> 99% of Gary's wife will be there. Yeah. I, I sold her on our, our favorite show is uh, one of our favorite shows that we, when we first started dating. We were watching was Supernatural and Jensen Ackles who plays Dean, uh, that show's over, but he's he's retired out and built himself a brewery in uh, Spring or Spring Hill or something. Oh, there's Jennifer Ward. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, <laughs> she's listening. Uh, so anyway, there's my wife, ladies and gentlemen. She's in the chat. And we were just talking and, uh, about scriptures. We were talking about the scriptures and uh, about, yeah. Clean uh, it up, boys. you know, Clean uh, it up. virtue and everything good and puppies puppies right right gotta get those puppies in there and but not um, in the jerry lawler sense no 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 dogs okay we well, you have to clarify that to this crowd <laughs> that's a good point no i was just strictly talking about how my wife would like to see uh well woodland she watched both so i i'll let her chime in <laughs> on if she thinks vampire diaries is better than supernatural i'm not uh, I'm not sure she'd agree with that, but I know that I, she does love that other dude from, she got a thing for other dudes. That's just her thing. I guess. I don't know. Uh, who's the, who's the dude who's in, uh, Jennifer, you probably know if you're still watching, who's the, who's the guy that's in, uh, vampire diaries. It's the guy from Lost. You can chime in in the chat. This this chat. Sorry. All you wrestling fans. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you'll join us on NWA. <laughs> Over there, this and now chat. we're transitioning into this is Vampire Diaries, the <laughs> second is, show that we do. Of the this night. is CW show review. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is what we're here for. Um, anyway, join us um, tomorrow night for the Gilmore Girls Hour. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. I got the t shirt. I, I know you are. I know. Uh, I'm in for all that. Love the Gilmore Girls, they're fantastic. Um, I'm making something. Why did it get so quiet? Because uh, you stopped talking. Oh, I thought you said you. I yeah, love Romans. My favorite that. book is Hebrews. Who is saying that, Rob? Is that you? <laughs> like, what's That's, happening? I was just, I was responding to Paladin up there, man. He said his favorite book is Romans. I said I love Romans. Mine, mine's Hebrews. Sorry. We were talking about vampires and stuff. I mean, we can't talk about a sc- <laughs> this yeah, is this is that we have a devotion. Power. I had a bro. joke there, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it because you'll yeah, take don't, literal don't. to it. <laughs> yeah. 
I have to take Gary to task literally every morning over his memes. I'm like, bruh, one more. You got one more. <laughs> All right, I forgive you. <laughs> 70 He's times like, seven. I forgive you. I forgive you again. <laughs> Rob's like, Rob's like, I, yeah. now I laughed, but that was wrong. <laughs> you don't yeah. need to be posting that. But I laughed. <laughs> like, how could you how could you possibly be offended? Uh, oh man. You anyway, said you was doing something uh, over there, Gary? Oh yeah, yeah. Hold on, I was just gonna, I was gonna do this for my wife. I thought she'd appreciate. Uh, hold on, one second. I'm getting it done. I had to download it. It's stupid. Don't worry about man, it. Man, just... our, our our viewers are staying pretty steady through this, man. <laughs> oh, welcome see, uh, everybody. I was just to watch Gary talk to his wife <laughs> online. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think she's here anymore. I think she's just like gave up. She's, <laughs> she's like, said, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have time for this. Yeah, viewers are coming on out. We'll talk what's about the, uh, uh, what's the probability this. that we'll props to this guy. <laughs> you did that on Hi. Canva, man. You went through Canva and hi jennifer this is jensen all that this is jensen ackles and uh i would like you <laughs> and everyone you know to come to mission pro wrestling uh, in Buda, Texas. It would be fantastic if you were there and uh, then you can stop by my brewery. Okay, thanks. Oh, and that was a call in from Jensen Ackles. Thank you, Jensen. All right, well, you never know who will show up on the show. No? Sounded just like him. That had to be him. Yeah, man. That was him. <laughs> oh, uh, she's still here. <laughs> I like his watch. <laughs> <laughs> hot takes hot takes after 10 i like it uh, what else we got the gary and jennifer pillow talk <laughs> that'll be good it's not Man, as you exciting ought to heard, as uh, gary, gary and rob pillow talk <laughs> power tapings bro there was oh, no man, gary man. and rob power pillow talk because rob hey. be look four o'clock Hey, listen, on day two, on night two, night two, about 3 a.m., we pile up on the couch. He's laid out on one end. I'm laid out of the other. He's rubbing my feet. We put on the (laughs) pay-per-view. I'm just kidding, man. I'm kidding. (laughs) Can I tell him what really happened, Rob? (laughs) If you can fix your camera. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Oh man! I'm just saying, Google the peak pony. That's what really happened. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so night two, we're gonna come to you. I convinced Rob. We're gonna come to you too. We got back night night two. It's a it's a we posted pictures. Night two, we were lucky enough. We're grateful. We hung out with uh, Matt Cross, Thunder Rosa, Alex Gracia, Sky Blue. We had dinner. Had a chill night. Everybody had to get back to their place. After we dropped them off, Rob wanted to go back out again, but I convinced him, well, let's sit out on the couch for a minute. Let's watch the pay-per-view from the other night because we hadn't seen it yet on TV. So let's do that. We did. Best move I ever made. Poured myself the biggest glass of whiskey. He poured himself a big glass of whiskey, and he proceeded to immediately pass out on the couch. 
and I put my glass <laughs> in the and I said, Rob, you want to get up and go man. to bed? And he laughed. He laughed hysterically. He went, <laughs> do the investigation. That's what he said. And I said, I don't even know what that means. I'm going to bed. And so then I went to bed. But then sure enough, every morning at like at like eight o'clock in the morning, Rob shows up at my bedroom door, knocking on the door, saying, Nerds, wake up, nerds. <laughs> what is with this guy? And he's like, I'm already up, dog. What time did you go to bed? I don't you just left me down there, man. You left me down there. I woke up at 6 a.m. I was freezing cold. <laughs> I was like, dude, trying to get you up. You were like I said, you were like hysterically laughing said, about some kind of investigation. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, you promised we was going to spoon all night. <laughs> oh man. But that was a second, blast, night bro. two, what I'm saying is I learned, I, I, I figured him out. I got, I got to bed on night two. <laughs> Rob Stinson. Yeah. Who knows? Look, who knows what he ended I'm a, up sitting through. I'm going to tell you, man. Through a combination of a, of a lot of things, including screaming at the top of our lungs for three days, we still do not have our voices back yet. You can tell, man, our voices are still traumatized. And we may, I'm just hoping we'll be ready for Tuesday if we don't get fired after tonight's show. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. We may be coming back be like, look, y'all, they looked at us on Sunday. We're like, it ain't going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> is it gonna happen? I don't know what the investigation on Rob Stinson is. We don't need to know about a pink pony. We don't need to know. None of that needs to move over to our channel. And uh oh gosh, man. But uh Damien, no, <sighs> she is not. And just since I still told you this story, I'll tell you this. I told you that story, I'll tell you this story. She's not, and you should push every day on social media for her to be. She should be. She deserves to be, and she is. She is not anywhere. So, if if the if the hashtag NWA fam ever did anything for anybody, we should we should help get Alex Grassi aside. Watch that Camille match back and tell me Alex Gracia ate the jump. Like Alex Gracia creates that movement in that match. I love Camille. I'm not taking anything away from her. I'm just saying Alex Gracia can wrestle, man. She's good, and uh, she's she's been all over the place. She deserves. She deserves a shot, but especially with one of the big promotions while she's like hitting her prime years. Like she, you know, we're happy to have her in the NWA. Don't get me wrong. And uh, we'll see more of her, but it's just, uh, you know, wish her success. She's, she's good people. Another thing you should give a chance to is uh, manscaped, right, Gary? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, the funny thing is, it's like Manscaped, the, the uh, Lawnmower 2.0 is not only waterproof, not only will it stop from nicks and cuts or any of that stuff. It's great. It's perfectly silent. Uh, Rob won't show you this, but when he passed out on the sofa the other night, now <laughs> everything on Rob is as smooth as a baby's bottom. Like <laughs> he, just, he never woke up the entire time. It's Manscaped. If you use code NWAPOD, you get 20% off and free shipping. So that And that's a shoot. You do get that. So you, you, you should do that. But anyway, don't shave Rob. That's not the part of it. But you can. 
If you if you buy whole, three the, manscapes, the, if you buy three Lod Lodmore <laughs> two point we'll let you shave Rob. Every nook and cranny. <laughs> oh God. Uh, well, we're friends, just getting it out of our system. This join is us not- Tuesday night. Uh, <laughs> right this- here on this channel, I'm sure. Uh because <laughs> Yeah, front row says, uh, look at this, look at this. Uh, whoops, no, it's Gilbert. <laughs> that's, my, that's probably my favorite comment of the night, though. <laughs> that's, all right, you win, Jason Allen. That's, uh, all right, that's a good one. Uh, Alex Gracia versus Thunder Rosa this week on AEW Dark Elevation. Yeah, so. I just saw that right before we went on. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, will Circle Squared be back? I don't know. Who 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 of us can see the future? Not me. Could you think about that tonight? Mm. As we leave you with a song from Yanni. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh man, I was about to pop. I thought you were about to throw up Zahir and, and Suwami Baracus, man. That's what we ought to leave with. Uh, you don't want to leave with that? Let's uh, close out with that, man. All right. Don't, do the whole gravy cake thing, though, before you do it. All right. Well, we're going to leave you with a song by Zahir and Suwami Baracus. It's. Hell, hell to the king, bow to the king, bow down to the king. Bow God down. save, God save the king. God save the king. Bow down to the row. That's what Dr. Dre used to say. Uh, anyway, hey, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, we appreciate all of you. Seriously, seriously, we do thank you. And uh, we hope that you're going to hang out with us on Tuesday night directly after NWA Power. So if you haven't already, make sure you're on Fight TV. Make sure you're subscribed to NWA Power over there and watch it and then jump over to the youtube directly after we'll have an after show we'll have a good time let's make it fun let's make it let's make it huge so the nwa sees sees the community being active we convince them that on youtube they have an active fan base the hashtag nwa fan that wants to interact they want to express themselves and we can help engage and make that happen so you guys here right now can jump over there with us and and make that happen on tuesday nights we love you guys thank you so much for being here you guys take care and uh until next week well i'm sorry that's it this is will martin at this is dr says you can see it right there you can see i bet this is gary horde anyway enjoy your gravy cake everybody Call me the national treasure like I'm Trevor McDonald The diamond in the rush, shining past the pain and the struggle Climb the summit, now they clamor for the glamour and hustle Ask the cameraman to zoom in when I'm making them humble A to the Z, been face to face with dangerous fiends Went from oblivion to chasing gladiatorial dreams Now they pack coliseums for this colossal machine The biggest British invasion since the lads of yellow submarine Suit and tie, superplexes on my uberflex Schooling with the truth and straight shooting next Go to Billy Corgan, I've been smashing pumpkins all my life Stunting till I die, stunning them like Austin in his prime Clothes lining parasites Rotten apples antagonized Chew them up and spitting at these pips Like I'm Gladys Knight Set the goals Lock foes and choke holes Swallow souls and then pose With his ten pounds of gold Uh 
all vibes when I enter the room. Ready or not, here comes the boom. God save the king. Step forward if you're staking the claim. Come for my throne, then I'm bringing the pain. God save the king. All hail when I ride into town. The real world champs holding the crown. God save the king. Rule the waves in this glorious reign. Bow down when you mention my name. God save the king. Turnbuckle tactics slamming across the canvas as the camera snapping candidly captured this air apparent on the pedestal. Presidential views across the vestibule. A testament. It's a blessing testing my fortitude. A force of nature forming to form an orderly cue. The dealers holding aces and eights, bluffing you fools, stuffing your crews, crushing the rules up in disputes. I'm breaking through with nothing to lose. Stop your excuse. The real world's champ has got the game in the cobra. Clutching the camel, pressing gorillas, dropping the shoulder, taming the lion, slaying these giants on every corner. There's no holes barred when I de-establish the order. One king but two sides to every story I made an impact so I'm bound for glory It's nickel down economics when I'm overseas No Irish charm me like it's over in the clover leaf All rise when I enter the room Ready or not, here comes the boom God save the king Step forward if you're staking a claim Come for my throne then I'm bringing the pain God save the king All hail when I ride into town The real world champs holding the crown God save the king Rule the waves in this glorious reign Bow down when you mention my name God save he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't do drugs, his only vice is wanting to be just like me. Oh!